Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you're listening to Two Rope Watch Knobs. This is episode 53. What's up, man? I feel like it's been forever. It's been a long week, man. It's been a long week. Uh, uh, We had a good time catching up in the pre-talk. A lot to cover in this episode. A lot is going on. Um, uh, As everyone knows, wind-up is coming up. We're doing the 3K follower giveaway. We're doing all this stuff. All this stuff is going on. It's getting crazy. But there are still specific things we have to cover in the episode. Um, But something really, really important I want to talk about. Uh, It's something that happened to me. Like a couple days ago. It has nothing to do with watches. I just want to talk about this because I don't have any friends. So I don't have anyone okay. to like talk about things that happened to me with. I talk to the cats, we're, but they don't have English. So We're here for you. We're, we're listening. You know, I, I live in, so where I live in Orlando, it's like swamp and like National Wildlife Preserve. But I also live right next to Disney. And so we get tourists here all the time. And so I'm walking in the nature trails behind my house. By walking, I really mean trying to find a nice place to sit down and die. Just kind of just sit down and just expire. You know what I mean? Sure. Like Expire that, like, is is the uh, term we used in the hospital when I used to work in the hospital. Is that right? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, room 7B expired. You check, you check the Best Buy date? How many Best Buy uh, date jokes did you get in the hospital with expired? That's that's how that's how it works. And uh, that's the, the, I guess, the most politically correct way to say it, somebody died. I would be the, I would be the worst person to work in a hospital. I'd be, like, I'd be like, yeah, he fucking pissed and died all over himself. It was fuck, it was fucked up, dude. He looked at me and shit. I just ran. I ran. And I got you guys. I assume you knew, you knew oh, what to man. do, you know. But I'm walking around, and then uh, as I'm walking back, because I couldn't find a good place to die to expire. As I'm walking back, um, there's a lake I have to pass, and I'm passing this lake, and there's a couple there, and they're pointing at the lake. They're pointing at the lake in the only way that tourists point at the lake, like idiots, which is totally cool because I've been a tourist and I've done it too. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so they're pointing at the point of the point and I'm, and I'm walking and I'm like, please God, just think I don't speak English. Just don't like look at me and I'm walking and uh, they go, they go, oh, hey, hey, and I'm like, fuck, they saw me. And so they're from the UK and they're just like, like, oh, hey, did you see there's an alligator over there? And I look and there's a fucking, yeah, there's an alligator. I'm like, yep, sure is an alligator. It's like, oh, should, who do we call? What do we do? I'm like, <laughs> fucking stick your finger in its eye i don't know it's an alligator it was here before you it's pretty normal pretty normal it's normal for here my part of florida it's extremely normal because like i said i'm I'm surrounded by like wildlife preserve and so the the alligators are just everywhere but thing is they were so freaked out they're like oh we have to call what if it attacks someone and i'm like i'm like dude wasn't darwin english all right that's just fucking natural selection guys come on okay it'll attack someone if someone fucks with it Someone's stick it, <laughs> stick its finger in its fucking eye. You know what That's I mean? true. Yeah. God, this has bothered me ever since then because I left and I'm like, man, what if they fucking called someone? Because this happened a year ago. A year ago uh, in the apartment complex I live in, I live in with a bunch of fucking idiots. They were feeding the alligators. Okay. Mm. They were feeding the alligators. And so the alligators started coming closer to where people lived because people were feeding them. Well, the same people that were feeding them got scared of the alligators and they called like wildlife control. So unfortunately, the policy in my county is that every alligator that gets called on for wildlife control gets killed. 
So oh, come on. I'm dead serious. So the fucking guys showed up, and for two or three days, they were fishing gators out of the lake, putting them in a truck, and fucking killing them. Not like there. They took them to like a, like a, like, like a field or whatever. And so I'm just like... And so ever since then, I've been just so fucking pissed off when people like call a lot of attention to the gators. You know what I mean? To, to live the rest of their lives with their, with their skulls being sold at <laughs> random... Uh, Central Florida truck stops. I was gonna say Seminole reserves and those like camps. You know what I mean? But yeah, dude. If I can just get there's this seller fucking noggins and tooth at fucking truck stops. So like, if you're a tourist and you're in Florida and you see a gator, yeah, dude, they're they are they are dangerous. But if you stick their your fucking finger in their eye, as long as your digits don't get anywhere near their fucking ocular cavities, you're fine. You know they're basically I mean? as common as mosquitoes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but the mosquitoes are more of a nuisance. Than alligators. Yeah. Call about the mosquitoes. You fucking, oh, fucking call. Please call wildlife control about the mosquitoes, so all those fucking underpaid guys in their in their Steve Irwin outfits can try and catch every single mosquito and kill it. Because <laughs> I would be fucking. I'd be so happy about that. So, yeah. oh man, poor, so I'm just like so the whole like the whole week I've just been like man I hope they didn't fucking call about that poor alligator. Just mind minding its own fucking business. It's incredible that they even came back. After the genocide, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about alligators. Let's talk about alligator straps. I'm sorry. I got super distracted. What's up, man? How you doing? You all right? It, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. That's that's a thing, too. Alligator straps, uh, I, I I won't wear them. <laughs> that is right. You will not wear them. But, yeah. They're, so, they're, they're a thing. So, apologize for that tangent. There's a lot to get to today. There's a lot going on. Do we want to first honor tradition honor tradition in our first like post one year you know lifespan of the show first first i guess i guess first wrist check of the two book wash knobs new year shall we jump into it yes but let's tell people what the episode is about this, this episode is the, this is the official pre-wind-up episode yes thank you uh i'm a little touched here right now this is the official pre-wind-up episode it's gonna be a lot of fun Wind up, there's a lot happening. Wind up New York City, October 27th to the 29th. We're meeting a lot of you guys there. Um, so for this episode specifically, we'll be kind of covering what we're anticipating uh, like to do around there, but really more specifically, um, some fun brands that we're looking forward to meeting. And, you know, Mike's going to choose some. I'm going to choose some. We're going to talk about them. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, I just want to make sure I have enough time to get to everything because last episode, but Terry, I didn't have enough time, and I had a panic attack afterwards. Like, I, I went, I sat in my shower, and I'm like, there was so much more I didn't get to say. There was so many missed opportunities to interrupt Michael. How did we only record for an hour? <laughs> we we both had panic attacks after that episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so super excited. But, yeah, yeah, uh, that's what the episode's about for the day. There's also some really fun, um, I guess kind of historic, like historic watch news going on that I want to talk about. Um, oh yeah yeah there are some specific items that michael and i want to potentially you know include the watch fam in scouring slash hunting for if y'all are interested 3k follower giveaway recap but first we will honor tradition we will do the 3k we're fucking all fucked up we will do the goddamn wrist check michael what are you wearing i'm talking too much again so i'm uh i'm wearing a watch from a brand that uh, usually is at wind up but to my knowledge, won't be there this year, which is kind of I'm kind of bummed out about. Oh, which one? Um, <clears throat> I'm wearing the the Raven Trekker 40 in oh, black. Cool, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to whip this one every this one out every once in a while. Um, 
because uh, I'm I'm kind of eager to get get over my black watch phobia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's so cool. I've seen um, the, I've seen the pictures you put up online with with the gray. Awesome with the bracelet because the bracelet that it came with is black as well, right? The bracelet that I came with is black. The bracelet is still in the box with the plastics on it. I saw that and I was like, nope, <laughs> not, not gonna, gonna happen. <laughs> that might be. I agree. That might be a little too much, like a, too much of like a like a harsh black hue on a watch for me. I mean, if I if I bought a watch for like a tactical purpose or whatever, I could see the all black working. Or if it was a G Shock, which is a whole different thing, I could see it working. But for a watch yeah. like that, I like the contrast with the NATO. The thing is with with all black watches i i'm totally down for them if the designs are a little bit more modern i can't interesting i can't really explain why i feel that way but this this watch kind of harkens back to the 6538 big crown like submariner mm-hmm. um and it's a very traditional dive watch design that is just like perfect in stainless steel when you do it in black like pvd coating um it's a little more tactical. It's a little bit more modern. Like I understand, but there's there's got to be something to balance it out. Uh, and with with the bracelet, I don't know. It's it's a little bit too much. Now, if it if we're talking about like a like a Hublot like chronograph, <laughs> like in all black with like a black rubber strap, like fine, that's cool. Go out and shoot guns with Dan Bilzerian and stuff. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> oh God damn it! Kicking in. Even though he's he's more of an AP guy, um, oh, but of course. But this watch is really cool. I, I'll say it again. Um, Raven really got the proportions right with this watch. Mm. Uh, at 40, 40 millimeters, it's it's not big at all. the The crown is is really really pronounced, and taking it out of its kind of uh, two watch travel case that it comes with, which is also really cool. And winding it for the first time in a while is really, really satisfying. Like this is, I, this is my first uh, Miyota nine zero one five watch. That's right. And I can't, I can't tell if it's the movement that I really like winding or if it's the crown, because it's really, really comfortable. It's probably <laughs> honestly, it, it's. I'm, in, I'm inclined to say it's both, but I want to probably say it's also the crown, the crown, because that, that, that. Even if the movement wound very smoothly, if the crown was small or undersized, it would be really annoying. It would suck. You know what I mean? But yeah. that big crown is probably like the huge factor. But the thing is, the 9015 is just great in general. I had one in my in my Steverall, funny enough, and mm-hmm. it was incredible. Winding that was just an incredible experience. I'm pretty sure I still have the review units for the Gavox Avi Divers. These are 9015s. It's awesome. You know? And dude, there's something... I, I'm not, a, I'm not <clears> like a date, a date window hater um either you know like, a dater I, I don't <laughs> i don't get a dater hashtag dater <laughs> um that's probably already a hashtag and i'm not gonna use it <laughs> i don't i don't really care but there's something there was something about today like taking this watch out of its little carrying case after not wearing it for like almost maybe two months wow. and like wi- winding it up with that big crown and just setting it no worries about the date and stuff it was really, really like satisfying. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I have this one on wrist, and um, I'll wrap up my wrist check with uh, with some fighting words because I've talked about this watch before. Okay. If you if you want to go back and listen, but <clears throat> these are some fighting words. Uh, I warn you guys: the bezel on the Raven Trekker Forty, I think, is right up there with the Pelagos bezel. 
It's Do you have close. any idea how many angry emos we're going to get now? I don't care. <laughs> so, so forward, forward them to me. That's fine. We have the same email. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the same two book watch knobs email. Send them to my personal email. Oh, this shit. is this is how passionate <laughs> I am about this. <laughs> no, it's you it's like really, the bezel. On there. It's really nice. Yeah, wow. and it's it's not a sixty click. I think I actually think the Pelagos is a is a sixty click. I could be wrong, but um, it's so good, man. Is I think the, you, you've messed with one of these before, right? Yes. When I was a wind up last year, um, I was going through the decision process of getting um, Steverall, uh, that bronze boy for it. For, there it is. Blah. Blah. <laughs> Full on mouth paralysis for a second there. Uh, yeah, I had I was go, going through the decision process of getting the Steverall uh, bronze boy for forty two or the or that watch, and and ended up getting the Steverall. And so I played with that watch. It was great. I. I I particularly enjoyed the crystal to like lug ratio. I don't know if that makes any sense to you, Michael. You know what I mean? But the no, it makes sense. The presence yeah. of the watch was really fun. There was something very fun and refreshing about the watch, and very sort of vintage inclined, but it still felt like I could do anything with it. You know? Did you see the Did you see the black one when you were there? I can't remember. I was the one that stuck out of my mind the most was the one with the yellow accents not because I liked it but because it had yellow accents so you know what I mean very nice you um, want me to bring this one I might bring this one go for it yeah yeah I'm trying to figure out we'll, I mean, we'll talk about it later but we need to figure out what watches we're going to bring alright yeah we'll talk about it later in the episode when we actually talk about wind up but but so I have a question with the with the click bezel thing you, do you, you really think the Pelagos is a 60 click bezel because for some reason in my brain I immediately assume the 120 click bezel <clears throat> is always more desirable because it's because 120 is more than 60. So 120 clicks is obviously more is obviously better than 60 clicks in the same way that two blowjobs is way better than one blowjob. But is that not how it works? So I think false actually. Interesting. To, and I was I was just talking to somebody about this blowjobs uh, via not blowjobs. Okay, because we make sure <laughs> 60 click bezels um, via via our DM. Um, in a lot of ways, I prefer the 60 click. Wow. Okay. Uh, because you can more accurately time uh, to the minute when you're not at one of the, I guess you would call like cardinal minutes. Like if you're not at, um, you know, like 20 or 25 or 30. Hmm. Um, so the Citizen EcoDrive ProMaster Diver that you gave me is a 60 click. Okay. And I've been, I, I took that watch off today to put this one on, but I've been wearing that one a lot lately, and um, it's a lot of fun to time my coffee with and my runs with hmm. because you can just the sixty click on that one literally lines up to every single sixty oh, like minute shit. hash mark. That's funny. Now a one twenty is really hard to get right to do the same thing, mm -hmm. and it feels really really cool when you turn it like. That's that's fine, but I think the sixty is. I prefer sixty, and I could be wrong about the Pelagos because I've only tried on a Pelagos once, and it was a long time ago. I could be wrong, so please please correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> the thing is, that's I, you know what's funny. It didn't even occur to me that the sixty click bezel will line up more accurately with the actual with each individual tick on the watch. Right. That's like like that's the point. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's how I feel. That's like, so cool. Practice. I don't know. I don't. I, don't I, I I didn't even think of that. I just assumed 120 clicks was was better. 
because one dollar is not as good as two dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like that's <laughs> what not. that's what no. that's what my <laughs> but that's what my brain had like done it to. But within the context of the use and the function of the bezel, sixty clicks feels. I feels like it makes a lot of sense actually. I've been living a lie. But you make a good point. The one twenty is hard to do. A one twenty click is hard to do because um. One of the issues I realized with my Steverall towards the end, I've sold it, it's gone now, towards the end is that the 120 click, there was a, there was starting to be a little bit of play in there. You know what I mean? And I've, and I feel like it's one of the, and I'm not the only one. I've talked to other folks who've had the Steverolls and they had very similar experience. Um, no, it wasn't anything like super egregious or bad, but like it definitely didn't click as well as it used to when I, I bought it, you know, but I feel mm-hmm. like it makes sense for that where and kind of wobble to happen over time with the 120 click because just in terms of like mechanically in the actual like system with the way the click works that's more little like minute uh, 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 cuts and clicks they would have to make for the thing to work you know what I mean yeah. the smaller it is the more likely it is to to wear away over time you know it's easier to wear away a pebble than it is to wear away a, wa- a rock you know so the 60 minute might even hold this click you know longer I'm just like I'm just I'm assuming. I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything. I, I'm I'm telling you, I got <clears throat> I got a watch in for review that's much more expensive than the um, the EcoDrive Diver that you got me, mm-hmm. and it's a 120, and there's there's kind of more backplay on the bezel than there that's is on, so on the Citizen. Funny, wow! Now I want to go out and buy a hundred, or now I want to I want to go out and buy a sixty click bezel. Yeah, I want to buy you should do it. Should <laughs> you should I should, buy, I should buy groceries first. Uh, been eating a lot of uh, a lot of canned chickpeas lately. Probably <laughs> that sounds good. You have curry powder. You can just kind of bake them with curry powder. It's really nice. It's a brown person that's not happy about his heritage. I refuse to carry curry in this fucking house. <laughs> this is a goddamn curry. I have white bread and mayonnaise in my fridge. That's it, dude. And I got some Jello powder in my cupboard. I forget about it every three months. That's it. And the and the chickpeas and the chickpeas. And I got white rice, and I have white paper plates. I got white styrofoam cups. No, there's no curry in this house, Michael. How dare you? Okay, gotcha. I actually, I, actually, I, I, I won't actually, go there. Again. I do have a thing. I actually do have a thing of curry in the back of my spice cabinet. It's like it's like Thai curry. It's in like one of those like jars, you know. It's like paste. Mm-hmm. It's like curry paste, and you can like rub it in your eyes or something like that. I have no idea. Whatever the whatever the fuck you do with curry paste, you know. <laughs> What what are you wearing, Kaz? I am wearing. Now I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, Michael, but I'm wearing a watch that technically isn't mine. Ah, ah. <laughs> I, I think wearing, I'm jealous. I am wearing the Timex Navi Harbor, which is the watch that we are giving away for the Two Broke Watch Snobs 3,000 follower giveaway. For those who don't know or would love hearing me say it over and over again, every time our dumb fucking asses get a thousand followers, we're giving away a watch because we don't like money. And the only way to really fix that is to just get rid of as much money as we can constantly. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so we're no we're no longer gifting the listeners a virgin. <laughs> a virgin? What? Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you meant like I, I thought you meant like an actual like like we were gonna go out and find like a like a like a like a like a like a, a Guyanese virgin girl and like give her away. I'm like we can you can try, dude. I don't know. I'm not into human trafficking, but <laughs> if the watch fam demands it. Damn it, we'll think about it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, I well, I have to wear the watch. I have to wear it for the review. And I have to wear it for the shots to put up on Instagram so people know what they're getting. And That's I, true. And I want to wear the fucking watch, goddammit. 
it's a cool watch. It's an excellent watch. So I have it right now on the. I'm taking it off. <clears throat> I have it right now on one of the one of three toxic NATO um, 18 millimeter straps. You're gonna get. You're not gonna get this one. You're gonna get an unworn one. Uh, so don't worry. Uh, so, so did the whole package for the 3K follower giveaway. I'm, I'm gonna. Come. I want, I want the strap with the cast sweat on it. You don't want that strap, dude. It just smells like curry and mayonnaise. All right, you do not want that <laughs> fucking strap. I just sweat my ass off in these things. All right, I put garbage bags in my arm and I sit in my apartment with the AC with my back to the window, so the sun can just beat on the back of my neck. And I just sweat on all my watches. But um, the watch, God, disgusting. The watch comes with uh, three Toxic NATO straps. That's one gray Toxic Royal RF style single pass, an additional regimental, regimental, um, God damn it, Toxic um, Royal RF style strap, and additionally this strap that I'm ha I have it on right now. It is the it's a regular NATO, but it has um, <clears throat> it's a regular Toxic NATO, but it has the brushed angle hardware like the Toxic NATO's signature brush angle hardware it also comes with the stock strap which i'm looking at right now it's cool it's a single pass as well i didn't realize it's a single pass as well material is thick so it feels very very sturdy <clears throat> and it's like um it's like a dark kind of like 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 a mossy green i don't know like I'm, i also might be colorblind so it could be fucking purple for all i know but um <clears throat> it also comes with the toxic nato spring bar tool it comes with a sticker, and it comes with some toxic waste sour warhead candy things. Delicious. They're disgusting. You're out of your mind. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand anyone likes those things. If you guys like licking tapes and batteries, you're going to fucking love these candies. All right? Because <laughs> it's just, it's, it'll make you sterile, and it'll make you hate yourself afterwards. That's basically, they're fine. They're not going to make you sterile. They're really good, I think. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I'm wearing, so I'm, that's what we're watching I'm wearing right now. It's beautiful. It is, um, it's a 38 millimeter case, right? Well, I got my, I have my calipers. Yeah, right yeah, th 38 or 37 or something like that. I got my calipers <clears throat> right here. Watch me just gouge the shit out of this thing with my calipers. <laughs> I guess it's ours now. I guess it's ours now. It's all, <laughs> all part of the plan. Um, it's, yeah, with the crown, it's at like 39, 40. Without the crown, it looks like it's about 38 37 lug to lug man ain't that beautiful it is about 47 millimeters lug to lug so hot wow. diggity duh that's pretty fucking badass actually the size is really really nice uh it's a quartz drive quartz diver 100 millimeter um diving resistance uh has a really cool crown guard it's 18 millimeter lugs so obviously 18 millimeter traps are gonna fit it i like it because there's almost like on this model we have it's almost like two different color loom Two different colors of loom are on here. The hands hmm. are like a paler white loom, but then the outside indices are like a green, uh, like a lighter kind of green, but it's really beautiful because until you put like one of these green toxic natos on, you don't notice they're green, but when you put it on, it matches so fucking well. It has the 24-hour scale on the inside, which is really cool because the hour hand has like a circle that the 24-hour scale becomes visible in as it passes through. It also has this bi-directional, no-click, uh, sort of GMT-style bezel. So it's just a really cool watch. It's very fun on the wrist. I love the size. It's very um, unobtrusive. So if you're like me and you're looking for a smaller diver, it's a great little piece. I've been wearing it for a few hours now, taking notes for the write-up, doing shots for Instagram and everything like that. Um, let me look at the case back. The case back was pretty cool. 
Case back. Uh, it's got Timex on the back. It's real. It's got a radial brush finish and everything like that. Super, super clean. These spring bars are actually not that bad, actually. I thought these would be like dental floss spring bars. Pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, my, right? My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, I'm wearing that right now. It's great. Um, we've been putting shots of it on the Instagram for a while and on the Facebook because... If you want to enter to win the uh, two book wash now's 3000 follower giveaway, all you have to do, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page and and like it because we're slowly putting more content on the Facebook page. So, you know, you'll see posts up there. I've also discovered that anytime I have a random thought, I can just put it up on Facebook. So if you guys have just been seeing me saying things, I'm sorry. I'm just super sorry. Like the other day, my fridge was being attacked. So I wrote about that, you know? I I still I still can't smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I saw you write that. I'm like I'm like oh is that a reference? Oh I don't know. If I don't answer right, he's gonna know I'm not proper. Well, I'll just say whatever and just sell it. As long as I sound convinced as I'm saying it, no one's gonna no one's. I've worked in enough offices to know if I'm confident in my bullshit, it's all gonna be okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all gonna be o fucking k. You know. In one more year, when an NDA expires, I can tell you all about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's funny. But yeah, yeah it's, no, it's, it's it's because he cooks with Dr Pepper. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know what Dr Pepper is or smells like or tastes I like. No, because. I'm going to find out Dr. Pepper is vegan and I'm going to bring you a can. I'm going to bring you a can. I'm going to fly with that shit and it's going to blow up in the plane because it's like pressurized. Probably should have said that on air, but whatever. Um, the can Ugh. will expand and liquid, non-toxic liquid uh, will go everywhere because it's a pressurized can of commercial available soda. Mm. Am I selling this it's well? Your, it's, your, it's your only carry-on. It's your only it's, it's all How suspicious... Dude, I was I flew from New York to Fort Lauderdale once when I was in college, and I was moving everything I owned into a storage unit. And the whole process was so stressful; it left me like half a person. I finished with like forty-five minutes to get from Hempstead to JFK Airport, and I fucking had to haul ass and go on the air train and elbow old Jewish ladies in the temple and like run and just like. <laughs> I, by the time I got to the fucking terminal, the JetBlue terminal in JFK, I had to go through. Uh, the bag thing and so I just threw my bag thing and it like went through and like, I just ran through I didn't care and so I'm waiting at my terminal and all of a sudden one of the TSA guys go, comes and goes oh okay. hello sir can I ask you some questions and I'm just like I look fried alright I look suspicious fried not not oh that poor man fried more like oh, I don't want to sit next to that guy fried you know what I'm saying there's a difference mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like I was like oh can I ask some questions I'm like oh yeah 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 what's up He's like, oh, you know, where are you going? Is someone picking you up? And the final question, do you mind if I, if I, you know, look in your bag? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, sure. I don't care. It doesn't matter. So I didn't properly pack a bag. You know what I mean? I just grabbed a bag because I was going to be late. So this guy opens up my bag. And in the bag, it's like a bunch of pillowcases, one shoe, one left shoe, a remote control, a snow globe that I'd gotten as a gift that had broken, and a bunch of like just like miscellaneous items, batteries, a book, keychain, you know what I mean? Like it looked like I robbed a pawn shop. <laughs> and so he's going through very confused and I'm just like, I'm confused. I'm like, oh man. And so like I had, my first thought was, oh man, if he asked me if I packed my own bag, I'm fucked. Because I don't know if I did. 
whose bag is this? <laughs> I don't know whose bag this is. Oh, God. So I just want to tell you right now, that's what's going to happen. I'll wind up. I'm going to show up with a bunch of left shoes and batteries. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's going to be rock and roll awesome. But yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was talking about, dude. But yeah, so the Facebook, uh, 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 go on the Facebook, like it, check it out. Because super, super important when we're at Windup, we're going to be putting content on Instagram and Facebook. Now, the reason we're sort of trying to put eyes on Facebook just in the interest of candidacy and transparency is because when you live stream on Instagram, it doesn't save it. When you live stream on Facebook, my understanding is that you can alter the settings and it will save it. And so if we're live streaming at Windup, and if we're live streaming at a time where like someone is like in church or they're at work or they're shopping or they're you know hanging out with their kids and they can't watch in the moment, I still want we still want you guys to be able to share in those moments. And so Facebook should, should <laughs> be able to share those moments. So if you're all interested in checking out what's going on at Windup while we're there, we'll be live streaming on Facebook and Instagram, both of them, you know, so don't worry if you're not on Facebook, but Facebook will hopefully save it. At the same time, if you follow us on Facebook for Windup, you'll automatically be entered to win the two book Watch Knobs 3000 follower giveaway for the Timex Navi Harbor. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Am I missing anything about this, about my, about my, my wrist check and the watch? Do you have any questions about the watch? It's fucking awesome. The packaging is beautiful. It comes with this, the book is this? a little booklet talks about like <clears throat> stuff. It's got stuff from Tobias Reese Schmidt, the Timex Group CEO. Sounds like a fucking arrested development name. There's a manual in here, a little book, paper. The box is really cool. It's a beautiful presentation. I mean, for the the, the price of the watch and everything like that, it's it's a lot of fun. This heritage series they're doing, it's it's really really cool. So excited to give it away. I mean, I mean, I'm upset to give it away because I want to keep it, but I'm excited for someone else to enjoy it. Yeah, it looks really cool, man. Mm-hmm. And that you know, for me, obsessed with like dual time tracking <laughs> that that bezel. Yeah. Pretty sweet, pretty sweet the way it works. It and, is super cool. Open, open skeletonized like our hand. That's that's pretty fun too. Mm-hmm. Just looking at yeah. this stuff here. So really quick, quick shout out. Speaking of the fact that we're giving away Timex, I just wanted to give a uh, shout out to a feed that a buddy of ours started, an Instagram buddy of ours started. I'm gonna make sure I get it right because I am going to fuck it up because I can't even remember the word alligator. Oh, come on, brain. You're embarrassing in front of my friends. Yes. Um, shout out to uh, Instagram free Instagram feed, Time Excited. So it's really, really cool. So just to read you the quick bio here, having some fun, have some fun and get hashtag Time Excited today, proving that you don't need to spend a lot of money to rock an awesome timepiece. So basically, it's just a series of really... Uh, uh, just wrist shots featuring Timex, kind of just spreading the love about the Timex watch. It's not, it's not from the brand or anything like that. It's from a user. It's from Mike, Mike Razak. He's, he's one of the guys. Am I saying that right? Bro, am I saying your name right? I don't know any of your guys' names. If you call me named Steve, that'd make my life a lot fucking easier right now. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> all of you. It's all of you. If you, if it was Steve 1 through 3,000, that would be fantastic. Hook a bot 5,000. Yeah, it's Mike Razak. Microsoft's one of the guys, um, if you all follow on Instagram, he started this feed as well, Time Excited. It's a lot of fun just spreading awareness about how awesome Timex is in regards to the value you get, the pieces they're creating, in addition to the history behind the brand, because they, the brand has a lot of really fun history, that it's sort of cool to start seeing some acknowledgement of with these archive uh, series, these Timex archive pieces, you know what I'm saying? But um, So yeah, I just wanted to say shout out to them. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so... That's my wrist check. What is next on the agenda? You want to talk about? Should we talk about watch news? 
Um, we had another shout out to uh, a really cool guy that runs a channel uh, on YouTube and kind of like the archivist of Seiko Orange Monsters. Yes. And uh, and that's Random Rob. And if you haven't if you haven't checked out his channel yet, check it out on YouTube. He has he does really kind of thorough reviews um, about a you know a range of of watches. Not not so much like. There's a lot of Seiko on there, but there's there's a lot of other stuff too. But he's like, he's got some pretty interesting stuff to say about the uh, the monster collection mm. from Seiko and and just the way that they've evolved and you know kind of like the future and stuff like that. And we we mentioned him kind of casually previously, but um, I'd I'd like to you know have a lot of our listeners sort of check out the channel because he makes some pretty good videos. Yeah, love and. Him really knows what he's talking about when it comes to the to the orange monster and every time every time i'm just like going down the black hole of his channel i'm just like i need an orange monster i need an orange monster i need an orange monster so yeah check out random rob on on youtube uh that's kind of like the other shout out that we were yes we we're talking about in but, addition uh, yeah, we, i'm sorry no go for it that, that was all that in was addition all to the orange monster knowledge that you will undoubtedly be astounded by on the channel on the channel on random Rob's channel if you want to see a motherfucker size a bracelet more efficiently than anyone i have ever seen watch his channel michael have you seen this guy work a bracelet yes i can't do that he works a bracelet in the same way <laughs> like a veteran stripper would, would work a pole it's incredible you know what i mean i'm just amazed I'm watching it and I'm like, dude, if I tried doing what Random Rob is doing right now with my bracelet, I'd have stabbed my thumb at least 14 times. You know? He's, and the thing is, he's talking while he's doing it. It's not like he's yeah. focusing. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you true. know, listen, he's I'm doing this. And he's doing all this stuff. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what's going on right now. This is fucking incredible. Like, <laughs> like I want to go back and watch it some more. You know what I mean? Can 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 yeah, can bracelet can bracelet sizing porn be a hashtag? Hashtag bracelet sizing porn. <laughs> yeah, man. Because as someone that 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 I'm as efficient as sizing a bracelet as a, as I am as filling in one of my own fucking cavities, you know what I mean? With like a fucking <laughs> with like a with like a pocket mirror and a soldering iron, like that's how good I am at sizing a fucking bracelet. So if I'm able to watch a random Rob's YouTube channel, I'm just watching this dude just like talk about the fucking weather and just destroy in a good way the sizing of these bracelets. It's just really cool. So definitely check it out. Super knowledgeable. Always appreciate hearing from him. Always appreciate because he, uh, I think he, I think he mentioned us on an episode or two ago um, on his channel. So that always means a lot. Always, always, uh, the love will always be returned on our end. Um, unless your name is Andy Dick. We haven't heard back yet, Andy Dick. No. Very upset. Very upset. But, um, but yeah, so watch news. Yeah. So there's kind of like a big, um, there's a big deal happening right now. Uh, I think I think the watch made its way into New York today. By the time you're listening to it, uh, this week the watch will be auctioned, uh, and that's, you know, Kaz and I don't usually really talk about watches in this price range or really not, care about not auctions. Yeah, not seriously, or we don't really pay attention to to, to auctions all that much, but. Um, but yeah, this is the Paul Newman, Paul Newman Daytona, and uh, the actual one, <laughs> the actual Paul Newman Daytona. <laughs> and you know, if you're not, if you're not too into this watch or too into like kind of like the rich guy, 
lifestyle that sometimes accompanies the the watch or like the hysteria surrounding this watch um you know we won't talk about it for too long but the um it's actually a beautiful timepiece i think i don't mm. know if you've seen it do you have a photo pulled up by any chance let me use my phone because i can't use my <clears throat> can't use my my wig when we're recording but uh so it was the daytona 6239 right yeah it's a 6239 uh daytona i just, just want to clarify i didn't memorize the number i had to write it down okay <laughs> it's okay i wrote it down too there there are a lot of daytona's uh, old references that get mistaken for for the Paul Newman Daytona, but it's a 6239 with an exotic dial, what Rolex actually marketed as an exotic dial back in the day. And um, hmm. to my knowledge, it was the only one that he had. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't something that he went out and bought. It was from his wife, uh, Joanne Woodward. Hmm. She gave it to him in 19... Oh, 1969, I think, when they were filming Winning. Um, I think it's beautiful. It's a gorgeous watch. And I told you I told you in the pre-talk, uh, there's, there's a certain kind of beauty that surrounds these timepieces, not because they're really desired today in like an auction setting, but because I just think the design was different back in the day. So mm. I look at this Paul Newman Daytona the same way that I look at like a really, really nice seconda like space chronograph that i always bug you about right. <laughs> like it's i get the same kind of feeling um and if you're if you're kind of skilled in in looking through vintage auctions or ads and stuff like that you can find timepieces that have this same kind of beauty and like <clears throat> a totally different price range because phillips this is being auctioned through phillips and um I think Arl Box, which is the like he's like the king of auctioning off like crazy watches these days. <laughs> okay. Um but you can you can find watches like this in, in a ton of different price ranges. But this this is almost like the archetypal like vintage watch to to collect if you're uh if you're the big collector on the block, I guess. <laughs> um which is funny because it's uh it's basically just a time only chronograph with a Valjoux seventy two movement. That's all it is. Wow. Uh, you you can find watches with the same layout, same movement for like two thousand bucks. Um, sometimes, like a ton of other brands use the Valjoux seventy two, but because Paul Newman wore this, um, you know, and it has such a uh, such a, I guess, significant history behind it. It's um, it's being auctioned with an estimate that Christie's can't even tell you. Estimate in excess of one million U.S. dollars is what the site says right now. Tis but a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what's funny? I'm looking at this watch right now, and you, you, you know more about this. You're, you're. Anytime someone's having a conversation with me on Instagram, if they drop a Rolex reference number, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna text you and say I don't know what's going on. But my impression <laughs> in regards to looking at this is that you tell me this is wrong. When this was first made, it wasn't necessarily designed or angled to be a jewelry piece like a lot of modern Rolexes are. You know, there's, there's, there's you can make the argument in regards to function, everything like that, but I'm talking about aesthetics. When you look at the watch, this piece was not really meant to be a jewelry piece. It was meant to be something that was, I guess, used. I mean, what did you use a chronograph for? Racing? Not, not, not in the slightest. And you know, when she when she bought the watch, Joanne Woodward for her mm -hmm. husband. 
uh, when they were filming, you know, basically a racing film. Mm. Um, he was like, my husband is into this right now. And um, I'm going to get him a watch that has something to do with, with driving. <laughs> and it's just, it was such a genuine kind of like gift and gesture from, from someone and, and, and so loving. And if you, if you look at the case bag, actually it's, it's just flat out cute, I think. It says the case back is inscribed drive carefully me. And it's just signed me. And I, I looked at that That's and so I remember fucking cool. Yeah, and I remember my mom actually kind of back in the day, she would leave notes for my dad like around the house and she would sign them me. So <laughs> adorable. There's there's just something about that that is actually just really, really adorable. Yeah. Um that kind of accompanies this crazy iconic watch i i i use the word iconic sparingly but this is well it, this it, is an icon it, of watch collecting That's it personalizes it, it it's because the thing is that she didn't buy that for you know paul newman the the the, the beard and like person she bought that for her husband mm-hmm. so the inscription on the back personalizes the sort of like mythos behind you know the idea of the Paul Newman Daytona, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, see, that that yeah. makes me feel something at a point in my life where I thought I was done feeling shit. Actually, it makes me, it makes me, you know, it feels kind of warm and fuzzy. That's, that's, that's crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, today, what are you going to do? It's, it's a watch. It's a watch that's, it belonged to a celebrity. It's not necessarily, you know, it's not necessarily going to go to like an Instagram rich guy. It might be, you know, it might be a museum. It might be uh, someone who's it really in a museum, <laughs> right? I think it does. It might, you know, it might go to somebody who's obsessed with like movie props hmm. because, um, because from my understanding, he wore this in in a couple of the movies that he did. Um, so I mean, I mean who time knows? Will, time will tell where it goes. Time will tell. It's going to be it next next Thursday. It's going to be auctioned in New York City. Um, through Phillips and RL Box um, on October 26th. And we're going to be there. Yeah. The, <laughs> we're going to be in gonna, New York. We're going to be there. Should Michael, we stop have by? You ever, have we... you ever seen the movie Inside Man? Can we talk about that? Inside Man. Oh, no, you, just, I saw, you fucked up I, the joke, bro. You, you're supposed to say, yeah, and laugh. It's a, it's a bank robbery movie. Fuck, dude. God I'm damn sorry. it. It's fine. No, it's my fault. It's my fault. I, I, I didn't even see it. I just read the blurb. <laughs> just read the Another blurb th- online. <laughs> Another thing I'd like to point out um, on this watch, if you take a closer look at the subdials, mm-hmm. so you have this kind of mix of colors, like cream, black, and red yes. throughout the whole watch. Uh, the numerals in the subdials just kill me. They're like these Art Deco numerals with these big blocky boxes on the other kind of indices. Yeah, I was going to say, I liked the offset kind of square boxes that was that was going on in there let me get a good look at the numerals specifically because the first thing i saw was the uh boxes oh man the phillips website is out of hand by the way in a bad way (laughs) or a good way in a great way you can zoom into this thing like crazy i mean if you're if you're gonna drop at least a million on this watch (laughs) it's gonna go way over oh i see the um (laughs) What I'm particularly drawn to in the numerals is the six 
the six and the nine because it's it's all one motion. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not like uh, you know you could tell where they stop and so on and so forth. It's really it's really really cool. It almost has like um this is probably the dumb of me to say, but it almost has like a playing card vibe. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, M- mixed in with the red and the black too. Like that's yeah. that's totally that kind of vibe. So man, this thing is cool. Maybe we should buy it with with the with the two book watch naps company blockbuster card. Hey, so I'm getting into New York uh like seven in the morning. Okay. You know, should I um what was hey, that? phone? How's my phone? My phone thinks it's thinks I'm talking to it. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm getting in there. So you want me to place a bid on our yeah, behalf? Yeah, put 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 it put it beyond our day off. Put a <laughs> There are no days off, Michael. Oh yeah, dude, put a I I can you be the first person that bids three dollars? Like the second, the se- I guess if there's like a what, 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 what would the minimum bid be? Has it- I think I think the starting bid is a million. Oh. Well, here, here's <laughs> what's funny: we could probably bid that because we know it's going over a million. We could still be the first bid. We don't have to pay it. We just say, "Oh yeah, I bid a million. and then hopefully I'll do someone. It. I'll do it if I get a free glass of champagne. You think they? I mean, how bad would that be if they made them pay for their own champagne? I feel like the champagne should be free. <laughs> it should be, yeah. Right? If I'm here, if I'm if I'm here buying millions of dollars worth of, of of broken dreams, lost memories, hunks of glass and metal, I should be able to get my own goddamn champagne for free here. You know? <laughs> Not too much yeah, to that's, ask. That's kind of like the big news uh, happening this week in terms of watches, and next week certainly. I mean, if you're <clears throat> if you casually read a you know the usual watch blogs and stuff like that. I mean, you won't see this on, on our blog, but you're going to, you're probably going to hear about how much the actual Paul Newman, um, Paul Newman Daytona goes for. Yeah. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see. I mean, it's probably, it's, I mean, just hearing you talk about it makes me excited to see sort of how it plays out because I now understand the significance of the piece in the history, you know, of not really just urology, but you know, Watches and movies, watches like watch brands. You know what I mean? So, because I, I I don't know too much about this stuff. So I'm um, but here you talk about. It, I'm excited to see what happens. We can talk about it when we find out in New York together. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just another tool watch. Like Rolex made this mm. the Daytona at the time, just before all of this stuff kind of happened. Uh, the the Daytona was the worst selling model, um, <laughs> for Rolex. And I think I think kind of ever since this whole Paul Paul Newman Association happened, it's been pretty wild. Um, you know, I called not long ago like a local dealer mm-hmm. just for fun, saying like, "Hey, how how long is the wait list for the new Daytona, the ceramic one?" Um, and they told me about two years. Oh my god! Um, what if you die? I, what if you die in two I, years? And I was like, okay, so like I buy something, right? I buy a Rolex from you, right? And I get put on a waiting list and I'm a certain number on that waiting list, right? And they're like, no, it's kind of not like that. Like you buy a Rolex and like we know about you and we might call you. Yeah. What the fuck's the point of the list? (laughs) Exactly. It's not even a list. (laughs) It's not a waiting list. So... So this this is kind of the watch that really propelled the Daytona into what it is today. Whether people know it or not, it was it was all because of this watch, and this wow. watch is being auctioned, um, you know, October twenty sixth. You know what's nuts. you know what's funny? So 
Paul Newman wearing that watch put that watch on the map. Prices go up, blah, blah, blah. I wonder how much I'm hurting the value of the big zero, Raketa big zero, by wearing it all the time. Because I can only assume I have the antithetical <laughs> I don't know, man. Function. I don't know. Because sometimes, sometimes we talk about watches on this show, and there were watches before the show published, and then the show publishes, and the watches are all gone. Yeah, who's ever, whoever has been buying all the Raketa big zeros... Me and the hundred other people have been emailing me looking for Ken Big Zero. I have a bone to pick with you, all right? Yeah. Whoever's buying those fucking things. And I, and I have things. a bone to pick with you if you've purchased a a certain pilot's watch recently. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. You know, the, the wounds are still fresh. We should jump into the main topic. Do you want to get to the main topic? Because I'm looking at the brands right now. For Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Okay. Um, so for the main topic, you know, obviously this is the pre-wind-up episode. We want to just kind of outline hold on, I'm still still have the cord in my phone and pull it out <laughs> my, my phone was still was still lotus birthing <laughs> that's sorry it's so a callback to something we were talking about talking about it's off perfect air. don't Good google job. it don't google lotus birthing it's fine <laughs> it's all fine but um but yeah I'm looking at the brands right now um the big draw of it of wind up for everyone who's coming in from all over the country and who's coming in there locally is just all the brands. It's a really good collection of, of names you've heard before and some names you haven't heard before. Now, there's some things happening this year that are a bit different from last year that, like, I'm a little weird about. Um, we can talk about them as we go on, but what is... So let's just go... Let's just talk about a brand to brand. You choose a brand, I'll choose a brand. We talk about it. What brand... Do, do you mind going... Do, do you want to go first? Should I go first? I'll go first. I mean... What brand the, are you excited the, to see? The biggest thing for me before, like, saying... The first brand, um, I think Warren and Wound did a really good job this year with with the uh, the brands that are being like exhibited. Mm-hmm. Like you, a lot of these you really you have no clue how they wear or what they look like um, unless you see them in person. Yeah, because a lot of these are totally totally based online, and you have no clue what you're getting into. That's a good point. Just like just Halios, for example. Halios is going to be there. I don't know if they have like a booth or if or if he's just kind of there walking around. Last year um, he was just walking around. This year he's gonna have a booth. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I, I mean I see clockers here too, and like the design, the, mm. their designs are just like insane. And like I know you see it on Kickstarter and like in different reviews and stuff like that, but you don't really know. And like, am I gonna throw down like four hundred, five hundred bucks for this? Like I, I don't know. And and these this this grouping of, of brands and stuff like that is really, it's really, really good to kind of just go out there and see them because you don't have another chance. I mean, um, I think there's one brand here that I know of that actually is in Neiman Marcus. And that's kind of like the biggest kind of most mainstream place that you can go and try one on. Um, but most of these you can't unless you go to wind up or buy the watch. Or if you're like local to their, shops sometimes you can meet up with the brand owners like just like call make an appointment but that's like i mean how many opportunities you're gonna have to do that to michael's point you're either ever only gonna see these things online or google them on instagram but things like wind up make it create a good touchstone between some of these brands that don't have brick and mortar they only have an online presence you know yeah good opportunity for you to touch base with them so really cool yeah so my my first one is actually stova oh that's so cool 
They were there I don't know if the, I don't know I don't know if that was one of yours. No, 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 no. But they were there last year, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of attention around their booth for obvious reasons. So Stove is going to be there. I've always been really, really curious about their um, pilot watches because I have purchased way too many divers. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for me to put a hold on the divers for now and and look at different things. Uh, Stova kind of makes a ton of different watches in the kind of near $1,000 price range. I don't think they, their most popular models, I don't think go much higher than that, but you know, kind of their bread and butter is those like German, like Flieger watches. Right. Uh, but the case designs are kind of slightly more modern. It's not like Laco where they take the actual like Flieger case and like, <laughs> like remanufacture it, which is perfectly fine. They were one of the original manufacturers and, I think Stova as well could be wrong, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see them because they make a pilot in like, I think 40 millimeters, which should be pretty nice. Wow. Um, that's kind of, that's not really in the lineage for, for a, a Flieger watch. So to see one in 40 would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear their kind mm-hmm. of case finishing and case construction is a little bit kind of better then then people like Laco and and stuff i once again i could be wrong i haven't i haven't handled the Laco i haven't handled the Stova in the past so this is part of the reason why i'm like really excited to see them in person it's going to be cool they were there last year the booth was really really nice everyone was super super nice and approachable there so um for people who are listening who are yeah we're looking at my calendar who are going to be there you know approach them they were nice last year they'll be nice this year i'm sure it was, um, I like, you know, it's funny. I, I understand traditionally the, the larger, or the, the larger Flieger, Flieger, whatever it is, is like normal. I like the smaller ones. You know, there's, um, there's a brand called Archimedes. They make like a 38 or 39 millimeter Flieger. Yeah. I think it's so fucking cool. <laughs> I mean, the Mark, the Mark 11, which is like the like legendary, like pilots watch, um, I think was like 36. You know? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean these these insane ones, these like fifty five millimeter ones from like I mean all of the the brands made them. Like you actually did strap them onto your fucking lap. <laughs> like it's like it's, like a lot of a lot of the literature is like oh it's to go over the the pilots like you know flight jackets. It's like yeah, but a lot of them wore them on their fucking lap. <laughs> like flame you know? over here, dude. So that's that's why they were they were fifty five uh, millimeters. Um, so yeah, uh, Archimedia also. And Stova, I think they both make those pilot watches in sub forty millimeter sizes. So hmm. yeah, that's that's kind of the first brand I want to mention. I'm excited to see them. That's pretty cool. That'll be a lot of fun. Hopefully we can be at their booth and kind of, you know, see if we can live stream, do some photos, see if we can't do any wrist shots. That'll be a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. 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 How about you? What's your what's your first brand? So I'm looking at one right now. I've seen the name before, and this is a great this is a great uh, you know example of why you know wind up is just so good. I've seen the name before. I've seen pieces here and there. I've sort of been interested because I like the price point and I like the designs, but it's difficult for me to kind of commit to something like this without you know maybe seeing them in person or really kind of like having the experience of doing that. So the brand that I'm looking at right now is Mercer. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Mercer. M E R C E R. Yeah. Mercer Watch Co. Now I don't know anything about this brand. I don't know. I don't know if if what kind of reputation these guys have. I'm just going based off the pictures I've seen online, and what I'm looking at right now on their website. 
I like this a lot because this is, I think a few brands do this, but this is one of the, one of the more interesting uses of the, um, that Venus 175 Stiegel chronograph, the Chinese, uh, yep. Chronograph movement. They're using it right now in this Lexington chronograph thing is super cool. Super straight up. It has these, uh, it looks like it's, I look, I think it's only in one style. I know there's a couple styles. There's white, black, white, silver. Okay. Well, it's a white dial. It'll, it'll go great with my paper plates and mayo. But um, so yeah, you can either get like black subdials <laughs> or <laughs> silver subdials. It's really cool. It's it just looks. It's designed to look just like a straight up really really cool vintage chronograph. So whenever I hear about a micro brand sort of doing a chronograph like this, my first thought is, oh, it's probably like mecha quartz, or it's probably just like a straight up quartz. No, it's a mechanical. It is a mechanical. Uh, um, it, it uses that 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 Siegel mechanical chronograph movement. The price point is super perspective at 530 bucks USD. You know what I mean? In my opinion, it will qualify it almost mm. potentially as an affordable chronograph because you're in that realm of mechanical chronographs. A chronograph, mm. Michael. We have to make a Rift MTP one with corn, <laughs> corn hands. The chronograph. And call yeah. the chronograph. If we can make the corn shape like penises, we can call it the cor the, the, the cornography. The Rivka MTP1 cornography. A watch to... to rival the Paul Newman 639. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna I'm just gonna have a big dick on the case back sign <laughs> me. It's gonna be dick me. And in 50 years I'm gonna have Becky try and auction auction that thing off for like 50 bucks or whatever. I'm gonna see what she gets for it. How do you spell it? You know it? What's you up? know, it was like it was like his daughter's boyfriend that is auctioning off the watch. That's kind of fucked up, right? Well, <laughs> this, right? the story goes, and we won't talk about it much, but the story goes that he, I, I guess they were somewhere together, mm -hmm. and Paul Newman asked him, his daughter's boyfriend, for the time, and he was like, I don't wear a watch. And then Paul Newman took the Paul Newman Daytona off of his wrist and gave him the watch. I would never I would, auction that off. I, I mean, would, I love yeah. money. <laughs> I yeah, love who, money. Who, who doesn't, right? I mean, you know. But geez, man, I would only assume he's auctioning it off because another interested third party has probably been pestering him for years, and something happened, or they said something, or the situation changed, and he's like, "Okay, you know what? Maybe it is the right time to auction it off." Maybe is he donating the money or is he keeping the money? I, I have no clue. Because if he's donating it, then, you know, that's totally different. That's that's a complete different thing you're talking about. But if he's going to keep it and, like, buy a bunch of Panerai's and skull bead bracelets, that's also a different fucking story. You know what I mean? <laughs> can we can we find a Panerai boutique in New York and just <laughs> ask them where the skull bead bracelets are? Yeah, where do you wear? Where, uh, where you got to keep the skull bead bracelet and the lion head charms? Where are those, where are those motherfuckers at? <laughs> I'm, looking, Anyways, I'm looking for something these, in, in a skull bead bracelet. But yeah, so I'm looking at the Lexington. <laughs> Sorry. These Mercer chronographs, okay. It's cool. The Lexington chronograph. Now, the reason I also am interested in the brand is that they're, they have a chronograph with that. And then at the same time, let me pull it up here. There is also another watch. It looks like, yeah. Okay, so it is the Voyager 2. It is a uh, mechanical dive watch. There's two types. There's a, a blue dial and a black dial. The blue dial is awesome because it has this like... I don't think of a way to describe it. The just it, it just the color based off what I'm seeing here, it's almost like 
a very vibrant like cayenne blue if i know what the if i know what cayenne blue looks like it's like a very dark deep rich blue that i feel like would be like almost black in real life when i saw it so i'm excited to see it in person it's 42 millimeters it looks like it comes with this mesh bracelet but the reason i really like this watch is it actually uses the nh35 so in a world hmm. where when you do a dive watch, your choices are the Eta 2824 or the 9015, the people who say fuck that shit and choose to do an NH35 and price their dive watch, their micro brand dive watch, at 470, like what this watch is, immediately earned my, earned my respect. <laughs> in my opinion, you know what I mean? I think it's a great price. The watch looks like a lot of fun. Um... It's just one of those things I'm interested in to see in person. Uh, I, I can't make the decision of whether to buy this watch now or not because I just haven't seen it, but it looks like it's a really cool sandwich style. It looks like it has aged loom, which, I mean, you know, aesthetically works with the blue. There's no crown guard, which is a little bit strange, hmm. you know? But otherwise, this is one brand, Mercer, that I'm interested in seeing. I don't know anything about them. Let me see. I'm on their website right now. I'm going... A different kind of watch company. Okay, I'm going to disregard, disregard that. <laughs> uh, talking about the namesake of the brand. Uh, they're located in uh, New Jersey. Simply put, we exist to share our love of virology with you. I believe it. So, yeah. Okay. It's an American-based brand. It looks like they're probably working with the manufacturer overseas, which is why they're putting these Seagull chronograph movements in addition to the NH35 movements into their watches. There, It also looked like there was a really fun uh, Quartz GMT watch in there. I like it because the watch designs seem to have a traditional aesthetic to them, but they still want them to be recognizable to their brand, which I think yes. is really cool. You know, So yeah. I'm excited to see them, see them in person. Uh, hopefully, I can get some wrist shots. Um, you know, it actually sort of reminds me of a bit more out there version of the uh, Eza C, whatever the fuck those things were called. Remember that brand, Easy A? Yep. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think they're there this year. I didn't see them on the list, which is a shame because those guys were giants. Literally, not like not like <laughs> figuratively. They were literally the tallest motherfuckers. Like Jack Skellington walking into a fucking room. Like Jack Skellington tall, dude. <laughs> Like as short <laughs> as short as Prince was is as tall as these guys was. It's immediately identifiable. These are some tall ass motherfuckers. Oh man! So I, I mean, do you know anything about the brand Mercer? No, I I know they have that airfoil, which is their um their other like mechanical model. It looks like a almost looks like a baby Bremont Solo hmm. uh, for for less money. It looks really cool. I mean, I, I I'd love to see them too. But I, I don't oh. I don't know much about them. I can see what you're saying with this airfoil. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. There's yeah. a Wayfair 2 GMT that looks like the Quartz GMT. Brigadier. Really cool stuff. Really yeah. uh wow, some interesting stuff here. Hmm. Could be a lot of fun. But yeah, so um that's that's one of the brands that I'm I'm interested to see and like because right now I'm like in the decision process of whether or not I like them. I like their I like their you know what they look like online, but in person will be a different story. But 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 uh, but what do you got in your mind? What's what's another brand you're interested in seeing? So let me make sure I'm saying them right, because <laughs> I've been I've been very curious about their watches for a while, and they they had some buzz like maybe like last year. Okay. Um, and you, once again, this is another brand that you just I don't think you can find them anywhere like in department stores or anything, but it's, uh, it's Martinero. 
Have you I seen know, that brand? I know the name. I don't know anything about the brand. I don't know anything about them either, but Very they good. make they make a watch called the uh I think it's the Edgemere. I think that's what you what you say. What? Um it's a really nice time only watch that's sort of inspired by uh, marine chronometer designs with uh, these big old marine chronometer hands and like a tiny sub subseconds dial at like five o'clock and they come in a ton of like funky colors with like oh. blues and reds and stuff like that and um like i'm still looking for a white dial like dressy kind of watch but with a little bit more character it's a great price point too yeah yeah all of those that's kind of like their flagship wow. model 40 millimeters uh, 550 bucks and i think it's the miyota not the 9015 i think it's the eight yeah eight two four five eight two four five yeah. yeah 40 millimeters in diameter 47 lug to lug beautiful 20 millimeter lug width uh, they're based in new york so i think it's pretty exciting to see them there oh. um and i don't you know i don't know much about them if you kind of turn the case over there's a cool um, like compass rose. The compass rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These pre- these pretty things, nice. These things are pretty cool, actually. I Unless... usually barf. I usually barf when I see watches that are like <laughs> marine chronometer inspired. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I kind of like this one. You know, this is and pretty there's, cool. There's one that's all blue, and there's one that has like red, white, and blue, and like aqua. <laughs> you know, it just looks like crazy. I'm in love with this one that's like dark blue and has aqua on the outside. One of the hands looks like it's aqua as well, but the the numbers are in like a white ring. This yeah. one's pretty cool. When you first said Martinair Edgemere, I don't know why. I could have sworn Edgemere was like a Pornhub category, and I'm like, dude, I don't know if there's like a translation <laughs> error happening here. You know? I'm gonna name I need to make the Rivka MTP one domination happen. I feel like that's like the next evolution. If we're going to go full porno categories on this one? Perhaps. Perhaps. But you know what's funny? When you look at it, so the I, I'm weird about straight lugs like that are on these watches. The simplicity of these straight lugs, yeah. it has almost like a like a tasteful, like a like a nomos vibe. Does that make sense? Or am I being like an asshole? Yeah, no, I think I think some nomos lugs like sh- shoot out even more than this. Yeah. But I like yeah. it. This is see, I wouldn't I would never have thought of this if you if you didn't he didn't bring it up to me. I, I have issues with uh, with color sometimes. As we as we learned at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> so I, I would love to try on this this version with like the red, the white, the blue, the aqua. Like might be fun. It know? sounds like someone's fighting a scarecrow full of tinfoil back there. Is everything all right? Yeah, Nora just got in. Okay, good. Just making sure you weren't being attacked <laughs> by a tinfoil scarecrow. Just wanna make sure, man. I'm I'm okay. Wanna make sure you're good. Very cool. And the, the the price point on those things is good as well. Let me see what it says here. Yeah. Yeah, five five fifty for an A two four five Miyota. That's the one that winds but doesn't hack. Um, it probably it probably hacks because the eight the eight two series does hack. The the reason it's probably the A two four five is where the second hands the sub second hands is. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's not a traditional place that the A two series has the second hands. Usually it's a uh, uh, the center pinion for that so and there's probably some kind of decoration on it in the back as well but they look great i i love yeah, I, I love the blues on the dial um and that aqua is kind of just nuts <laughs> i'm excited to see those in person that's really cool very yeah. very cool 
All right, my turn? Yep. This is a brand I keep hearing about. This is a brand I've heard very mixed things about. I am interested in interacting and forming my own thoughts and judgments. Uh, the brand I'm bringing up right now is Dan Henry. Have you heard this brand? Oh, yeah. I've been looking at those. Yeah. The price point is incredible. I'm um, looking at it right now in the spec sheet. It's like, you know, in like the $200, $250 area, which is really, really cool. And the idea behind this is that this guy started a brand. Most of the watches, from what I understand, are like quartz watches, but they all have very cool vintage-inspired leaning. So if you like vintage watches, but you're sort of like afraid to buy vintage watch and wear it because you think it might fall apart and melt because it's old, but you want something that looks vintage... But that's also, you know, has quartz reliability. These Dan Henry, as a dog, these Dan Henry watches seem to be the solution. I've heard mixed things on the on people's experiences, but that kind of stuff is always subjective. You know what I mean? Like it's always person to person, which is why I'm interested to kind of go and form, you know, my own um, opinion. I, I don't know of any specific models of there because I, th I think I think he makes a few different ones, like a lot, unless I'm totally crazy. Yeah, so so Dan Henry is actually the the guy himself. He's a he's, he's a, collector, a pretty right? yeah he's a pretty like prolific collector and he's got an insane collection. Um, and I guess he picked a handful of watches from his collection to kind of reproduce, uh, in sort of like accessible models or whatever. Hmm. And uh, the one the one that I've been looking at is the 1963 Pilot Chronograph because it's a it's kind of a remake of a watch called the Breitling Copilot. Okay. Which which is a originally it's a 38 millimeter uh, Breitling chronograph, no date, with a rotating 12 hour bezel. So it's beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. If, if you think about it, it's as essential as a pilot's chronograph should be, uh, but pretty bare bones considering what Breitling is today. Hmm. Um, so you know. A Breitling Copilot in good condition today might be like between ten and fifteen thousand. So, the nineteen sixty three from from Dan Henry is kind of like the quartz version of that. But for me, it's a it's a forty two twenty two millimeter uh, straps. Hmm. Might be a little bit big for for a big old pilot watch like that. I, I'd love to try one on. So yeah, that'd be a great chance to try one on. It's got a it's got a quartz Miota in here too. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. It's beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. This is this is it's. it's he, he has he has an automatic watch. Uh, I think it's his diver. It's like a compressor case, like twin crown. Yeah. The fuck is it? I think okay. it's a nineteen the nineteen seventy, uh, diver. It's got a what is it? Got some orange accents on it. What do you got in here, bro? What you got? What you got? What you got? What you got? Uh, NH thirty five. And age 35, my old friend. But it's 44 millimeters. Kind of big. 44? Fuck my mouth. That's a that's a that's a that's a lot of watch. That's a lot of watch. <laughs> it's a whole lot of watch. <laughs> a whole lot of watch, man. I'm always like I'm always a little afraid of watches in that area. I shouldn't be just because of the sumo, but that's an all that's a whole different the sumo is a whole different class of 44 millimeter watches. The sumo is like the obese kid you knew in high school that could still do backflips. But it's like, dude, but you're like 400 pounds. <laughs> yeah, but I'm in better shape than you. It's like, oh, fuck. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what, like, that's what, like, the sumo is. So, I judge the sumo not by how it looks, but rather how it feels in my arms as I hold it at night. This watch is pretty cool looking, though. It almost has, like, a... 
a more busy dial version of like the um, those uh, Bulova six 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 um, divers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Interior rotating bezel, rubber strap looks interesting. Has like the carbon fiber bow cross hatching. One hundred fifty bucks. I mean, two hundred fifty bucks for a, for an NH thirty five. That's not fucking bad, actually. That's really good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. That's like wow. That's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. That's definitely worth checking out. Oh, I'm looking at the pictures right now. It looks like this little interior ring is loomed on this uh, 1970 Diver Automatic. You can see it in the hero images. It's the first image. So the orange part of the of the watch is loomed. Bad of the pictures lie. <laughs> yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six different models right now. Is this a quartz print? It must be a quartz print. So yeah, this is one brand I'm 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 interested in seeing in person just so I can make the judgment call, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Timeline watch. What's happening? Cat, what are you doing? No, 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 no. get it, get it. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 one that's one watch. What are you thinking about? What's another brand you're interested in seeing? So the last one that I'm interested in seeing, um, it's it's kind of out of the price range that we usually talk about, but I know that probably some of our listeners are interested in their designs. Okay. And they've been, they've been kind of hyped for a really, really long time. And I just, I want to get my hands on their watches <clears throat> after kind of seeing them for, for such a long time. And that's, uh, that's Oak and Oscar. Yep. They're going to be there. Not so much because of their time-only model or their GMT model, which kind of really didn't do much for me, but they just came out with a watch they called the Jackson, mm-hmm. um, and that's a flyback chronograph. So that's that's pretty cool. I'm interested to see that. Um, I think they're going to get a lot of attention there with that watch. Yeah, they got a lot last year when they were there with the uh, Sanford, the GMT. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a 40, 40 millimeter flyback chronograph, uh, 14.5 millimeters thick, which leads me to believe it's, uh, probably like modular. Probably modular. Um, That's pretty thick. I think they're, they're using Eterna. They're using Eterna movements, uh, these days. Okay. Have, have been, I think for the last couple models. It's a 3916M. Okay. Um, Interesting. I... I have a very particular view of this watch specifically. Um, it's expensive. I think it's just too expensive, personally. It's expensive. For me, in regards to what the micro brand sort of ethos is supposed to encompass, coming out with a $3,000 chronograph, yeah. and I know I know it's like 28, 27, but I round up because I'm broke. When you're broke, you round up. When you're rich, you round down. That's how it works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that watch isn't $11,000. That watch is... 10,500, you know what I'm saying? No. If I could say $11,000 yeah. watch. Um, it's a it's 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 too much because then you put the chronograph in the same value proposition as big hitter chronographs like, you know, Speedmaster. You know what I'm saying? This this is why. This is why the stainless steel version, the cheapest version, retails for 2,850. Um I got my Speedmaster for considerably less. Yeah, man. I mean, so I, could... I, I just I just want to see it. You know, I just I just want to see yes. it. I, I've I've never 
I don't know much about the brand. I'd like to maybe meet the individuals behind the brand, see see what they think about the designs, what they're they're super nice. I, I met them. I met them last year. I met Chase and the crew last year. Super, super cool. Super down to earth. Um, really, really uh, passionate about what they're doing. But this watch specifically, what I fear might be happening is the watch might not necessarily photograph very well because hmm. it looks like I don't know. I just don't feel like I want to spend three thousand dollars on this watch, and that's probably just the fact that I'm not the target market, which is totally cool. That's probably what's happening. You know it's a saying? lot to it's a lot to set aside, man. Just just in the past, like in the past couple months, some really cool watches have came out have come out with you know way lower price points mm-hmm. uh, than than this one. And this is an expensive watch. I'm gonna cheat. It's not it's not necessarily a it's it's a brand that we talk about a lot, but it's a watch that I really want to see. It's the new Orient Sun and Moon. Um, they re released them. Yes. So Hell Mark, Mark, yes. <laughs> Mark from Long Island Watch uh, came out of the video that we can link, um, and I didn't know because, you know, Orient. Um, <laughs> it's a whole other episode. Literally, we recorded already. It's a whole other episode. No, I guess. I guess they have a new Sun and Moon watch, which looks really, really handsome. Um, I'm still on the hunt for a white dial watch, so that's <laughs> um, kind of in my. I'm going to tell you the secret about the Orient Sun and Moon. It's not about the black dial, Michael. It's not even about the white dial. It's about the blue dial. <laughs> right? Okay. Those so, things. So you've will... seen them? You've seen them in person? I am. I have seen them in person, but I've never seen the blue dial in person. I'm aware of them. I've. I've. I used to hunt very hardcore for an early generation blue dial. They sell out quick because the blue is gorgeous. The watch itself is balanced and constructed really, really, really well. It's very fun it's very wearable but for some fucking reason the blue dial always sells out hmm. so if you're there and you're considering buying one of these new ones wait for the white dial price to drop down it's not like the white dial mako 2 <laughs> for some reason that's a whole other fucking story because that white dial mako 2 usa is fucking gorgeous it's a gorgeous goddamn watch yeah it's hard to get too it's hard to get you know what i mean yeah so I don't know what's going to happen with these ones. I don't know. I haven't taken a very, very good look at the reissues yet. But if it's anything like the first early generation ones, the blue dials are just going to, they're like, like, like they're going to run out like fucking, like fucking penicillin in like a medical hospital in like the middle of a war. You know what I mean? Like it's just, they're just going to be out of it. It's like, oh, well, all we have about all these opioids and morphine. You know what I mean? But I, 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 I cheated. I cheated. What's, what's your, your final brand? No, that's right. It's, it's, it's. It's fine. That's a good point. I'm happy you you, you brought up uh, Orient. I'm looking now. So I'm weird about hype. Um, you know, I work in marketing. Michael works in marketing. I don't. I am so dis- distrustful of hype because I immediately assume none of it's real. It was conceived by like four underpaid like interns locked in a meeting. You know what I mean? Talking about social media strategies. So eh, whenever I have an opportunity to try and see if something is worth the hype i take it so i'm interested to pass assessment in person on these uh baltic uh chronographs are they, yeah hmm. these are chronographs well yeah one of them is a chronograph yeah same same movement as the uh the mercer chronograph that you mentioned yes that's right that's right that's that's why i also remembered it so i i've been hearing a lot about the watch 
Visually, I mean, it doesn't really do anything for me. I think it's cool that it uses the seagull, the Venus 175, whatever you kind of want to call it. I'm going to call it the seagull because it's, it's funnier. Um, I'm interested to see them in person. What are your thoughts on the brand? Because I think we've talked about this. I think you're super into it. I really want to be Michael. I would love, I would love mm-hmm. some delicious Kool Aid, but I just, I was, I, just I, I want was, to be sure. I was into it. I was into it, and I was like, okay, I'm pretty into this. This is, this is a nice <clears throat> chronograph, and I'm like, wait a minute, I should just buy the Seagull like Chinese Air Force like chronograph. But then I thought to myself, like, what watchmaker here knows how to service that when the time comes? Now, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's one of those things where if you bring a chronograph movement like that to any experienced watchmaker, they should be able to figure it out. You know what I mean? I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one, man. No? I don't... I, 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 if it's anything... Well, no, I guess I guess with the problem with the, the chronographs, it gets obviously a little more complicated because I was going to say... Um, within Russian watches, the the big thing is like, oh, how am I going to get my watch service? How am I going to take my watch to you? It's like, dude, the Russian movement, it's made of four different parts. It's not complicated. <laughs> all right. They're all between 17 and 21 jewel. They're all manual wind. Any good watchmaker will be able to jump in there and figure it out. You know what I mean? Um, so I've always been of the mind with that. But the problem is with that, because that's not... The Venus 175, it is a, I think it's a cam. No, it's a, it's a column wheel. It's a column wheel chronograph. Yeah. It's a good point. You raise a good point. Um, actually, you know what? It'll be a good question to ask the Baltic watch guys, you know, um, in the event where I have to get this serviced, do you know of anyone here in the States? I don't want to, I don't want to ship it overseas. Like stipulate, I don't want to ship it overseas. See what they say. Yeah, they look great. I mean, in in 38 millimeters, they they look beautiful. But I mean, I think aesthetically, if I'm going to buy something with this seagull movement, I I might just go for the that Chinese Air Force watch. It's super cool. Those uh yeah, those 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 seagull. Or you can get I think Mark from Long Island Watches carries every iteration yeah. of them yeah, on he's, the Yeah, he he has one in the 38 millimeters with the acrylic crystal. Hell yeah. For for less than these Baltics. I, let me see. These Baltics, the chronograph is how much is the chronograph? Ha- uh, 650 bucks, maybe. <gasps> Control find, dollar sign. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. <laughs> 300 for the time only and less than 500 for the chronograph? Maybe that was when they were on Kickstarter. Because here in the little write-up that I have, it says 650 is the highest price of anything on there. And I assume that This article says 423 Oh, the article. Might have, uh, the article is from April 2017. I mean, maybe, maybe that's the right price. That, that's, I mean, that's a pretty good price, actually. I like their finishes. I like that kind of slate gray. It has, uh, it has a um, like an Art Deco approach, but with like a modern sort of um, eye towards it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big, big pump pushers. That's a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see that brand in person. But I mean, those are by no means... So we're getting towards the end of the episode, so we have to start wrapping up. Um, those are by no means the only brands we're excited to see. I'm excited to see all the brands. Um, Brew is going to be there. Um, I have one of the watches. Um, when I was there last year, just released the MTP1. 
He just put out the new watch again. I'm happy to see that in person. I'm really excited to see the far, uh, I can't ever say the brand right, far R watches in person. Those things are super, super cool. Halios, Jason's going to be there. There's a brand called Itanoi, which is going to be there, which um, I believe they're Israeli. And uh, they do, they seem to really focus on like very like specialized bespoke pieces, but they're like thousands and thousands of dollars. So I'm excited to roll up in there with my $300 Rivka MTP1. <laughs> Well, in that same kind of ballpark, uh, Wilk Watchworks is going to be there too. Yes, and very excited. Guys, guys from Canada, he does some, he does bespoke watches as well. Like he can do custom stuff for you, and uh, I think he even has some like tourbillons or whatever. So I'd like to see those too. Yeah, that'll be fun. Really excited to see Zelos or Zelos, however you say it. It's a brand I've seen online every now and then. Really excited oh, yeah, to see yeah. him in person. Um, looking at those watch guys. Very cool because it doesn't look like this year 1025 or analog shift will be there. So I you guess might, you might have to keep me away from the the those watch guys uh, booth. Cats. Oh, don't worry. As soon as you get there, you look at the price tags. I'm pretty sure nature will take its course. You'll stay far, far away. Some people have sent me listings of theirs uh, of a certain <laughs> of a certain pilot watch. Again, <laughs> I won't discuss. <laughs> God damn cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oris is going to be there. I'm going to bring my Oris pen. I'm going to click it. That's my Oris pen. Uh, hopefully I can get another Oris pen as constellation for having an awful experience with the Diver 65. We'll see. Um, looking at the list. Monta. Monta's a weird brand. I'm still trying to figure out if I like them or not. They seem a little expensive for what you get. Like $3,000. I, I want to I see their GMT. They're supposed, they've been teasing that one for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that one. Speaking of which, that's some like M2K teasing right now. Two years? Jeez, man. Yeah. M2K is going to yeah. be there. This brand called Lundis Blues. Lundis Blues is going to be, maybe if I keep saying it, it'll sound clearer. Lundis Blues. They're, they're going to be there. Oh, fuck these people are. There's a Watchwinder brand that's going to be there. Juvo. $2,000 for a Watchwinder. Fucking. Sign me up. I'll just buy that 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 virgin Guyanese girl to shake up my watch every half hour. That is not a euphemism. All right, so I make that clear. Uh, Hawthorne, don't know who that is. Jeffrey Roth, but the Crown and Buckle. Oh, cool, Crown and Buckle. Florida Boys, they're going to be there again. Autodroma will be there again. Do 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 do. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, brands are going to be exciting. All that stuff's going to be exciting. New York to be exciting, but Michael, what's really exciting? is that we're going to have the chance to meet a lot of listeners. Yep. Super, super pumped to catch up with you guys. Uh, keep an eye out for us. We'll be wearing our two book Watch Knobs t-shirts. Um, in closing, uh, should we talk about what the, should we talk about these watches that we're potentially trying to seek out and then close with the other thing, talking about Patreon thing? Yeah, quick, quickly, I, Very you know... Cool. I've I'm probably gonna bring like three or four watches. Um, probably gonna bring that Marathon Pilot Navigator. Sweet. Um, probably gonna bring my CWC Royal Navy Diver because some people have asked to like see that. Um, and maybe a couple others. I don't I don't really know. Okay. Oh. Okay. Very cool. Still still making up my mind. Uh, at this point in time, I will be bringing, if all, if all goes well, so right now my, my, the one Rivka MTP one, my personal one, uh, that I have 
Um, it's unassembled just because I need to play around with the Vostok 2409. I'm going to reassemble it and hope everything goes well in time for windup. What potentially might happen is if my Vostok 2409 has to stay out of commission um, during my testing, uh, I'll probably just put a Miyota A215 in there. Um, maybe. I'll see. I'll see um, what the situation goes because I've, I've modified an A215. Um, I was going to say in-house, which sounds way cooler than... <laughs> on the floor. In, Ka in Kaz's house in Kaz's house in my literal house guys um I modified it but I, I took off the rotor um from the back and I removed the the date discs just to kind of have it be a little bit thinner because I didn't want it uh so thick so um might have that in there just to just to get the watch out in public and have folks see it so bringing that hopefully if all it goes according to plan I think I'll be bringing my um Blue Lagoon Samurai um what else? What else should I bring, Michael? I don't know what watches I have. Bring that brew, man. I, I want to see oh that. man, I, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll bring the brew. I'll, I'll bring the brew. Uh, the, the the brew. Uh, it's the first wave of uh, first iteration of watches that John over at Brew Watches put out. It is the uh, Black Brew Quartz Chrono. It's got a uh, got a Ronda Quartz movement in there. It's really cool. I'll bring that. Um, should I bring my Sumo? Sumo? Sumo Blumo? Yeah, if you want to. I'll bring my pole shot too. Have you seen my pole shot? That's not a euphemism. No, I haven't actually. Wow. I'll bring the pole shot. I'll bring the pole shot. Um, I don't know. Maybe that'll be it. The rest Maybe. is a surprise. The rest is a, <laughs> rest is a surprise. Um, so should we make a should we make a note about next week's episode? Yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of uh, it's not going to be a traditional release of an episode. Um, you want me to take point? Us. Huh? You want me to take point and explain yeah. what's happening? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically, what's happening? The way logistics work, we're going to be a wind up in order to give ourselves the best opportunity to do a lot of just live coverage of wind up. It's going to be very difficult for us to dedicate enough time to doing a proper two book watch knobs episode, but. That being said, it is an incredible opportunity because next Monday will be the debut of a new series we are doing. No bullshit. We are doing a new series. It's for free. It's on Patreon, but it's for free. Uh, so you guys can go listen to it. It's the Two Book Watch Knops Patreon special number one. Um, it's this new series that we're going to be doing in conjunction with the parent podcast here. So if you ever listen to us on Monday, you said, man, I wish I could listen to some more bullshit coming out of Cass's mouth. You fucking can. All you gotta do is go and listen on Patreon because they're gonna be up there for free. Two Book Watch House Patreon special number one. The first episode is a 30 to 40 minute buying guide on the Riketa Big Zero. So you go, you listen. Um, I'll detail some really fun uh, uh, just kind of techniques and, and like tips and very annoying things and quirks that you have to kind of be conscious of as you're looking for a Big Zero. That will go out Monday. Um, while we are also doing a lot of really fun additional coverage uh, through through windup. So if you're listening to this and if you're uh, like RSS feed, auto-generates episodes, Monday, instead of that, you're going to want to go to the Patreon and listen to that episode there. So just to reiterate, that episode is up there for free. I know people put, put content up on Patreon and they make you pay for it, which is a little ridiculous to me. Um, so you can go listen to it. You read the Patreon page if you want. You can support the uh, Tuberg Watch Knobs if you want. It would mean a lot just because it is a lot of work that we're doing, especially going to wind up. Like, Michael, it is going to be incredible, but be prepared to never eat. I think I made this comment last wind up too. I didn't eat once. I think I had like a like one bond me the whole time. 
Oh, they got like a like a hot dog stand outside, sponsored by Orient. Oh, you don't want you don't want any hot you don't want a hot dog in New York. Do you? you you let that you let that fake New York tourist shit go, man. All right, <laughs> I'll get you a bond me. I'll get you a bond me with some kombucha. The real the real New York Chelsea Market experience. And we're gonna have some noodles. That's what we're doing. Oh my god, we gotta go. There's there's a there's a ramen bar on um. It's called Sapporo. It's it's in Times Square. It's on like seventh and fifty and fifty two or fifty three. It's right it's, right in there, yeah. It's somewhere around there, but like it's incredible. I don't know if anyone's ever been there. If anyone's ever been there, Michael and I are definitely gonna go there at least once. Uh that used to be my jam when I was living on Long Island and I would go in the city to like disappear. That joint was my fucking jam, dude. Um but yeah, so 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 next Monday it will be the debut of the uh, Two Book Wash Nights Patreon special number one, Buying Guide for the Raketa Big Zero. In addition to that, keep an eye on our feeds for all of the content that we would have put up uh, uh, and recorded during windup. It's going to be up there. Um, we're going to be wearing Two Book Watch Knobs shirts. Uh, if all goes according to plan, I'll be wearing my Brevka MTP1. Um, we'll do Paul Newman Daytona. Shout outs. Shout outs to Time Excited and Random Rob's YouTube channel. Am I missing anything, Michael? Nope, that's it. Okay, so so uh, I guess the next time you'll be hearing the official Two Book Watch Knobs podcast, it will be our official recap of uh, Wind Up, Wind Up New York City. Yep. Okay. Is it is it time to say goodbye? I don't want to say goodbye, but is it time to say goodbye? Ah, <sighs> it's sad. It's sad, but it's time. It's sad, but it's exciting because... So we're recording this right now on October 20th. Michael, in six days, I'll see you for the first time, I think, in a year. Jeez, man. Yeah, it's I fucked think up. more, actually. More. More than a year. It's probably been more than a year, yeah. It's been like yeah. a year and like a, like, a, like a few weeks, probably. It's going to be crazy. I, I only know you through Skype and phones <laughs> and Instagram. <laughs> It's going to be a good time. But uh, yeah, so keep an eye out for us at Windup. Keep an eye out for coverage on Facebook and um, Instagram. Be sure to like the Facebook now until October 30th to enter the Two Book Watch Knobs 3000 follower giveaway to win the Timex Navi Harbor and a buttload of Toxic NATO goodies. Um, check out the Patreon special that's going to go up. Again, it's free. You don't have to pay for that. Not a, like you know, not like a thing we want you guys to just go on there and be able to enjoy because we want to put more content out there for you guys, but in like a much more like specialized format so there's going to be like you know um they'll be talking about like buying guides there'll be like specific experiences that we had so on and so forth so it's going to be a lot of fun um are we ready yeah all right you start i'll jump in thanks for listening guys my name is mike this is kaz and you've been listening to two rope watch knobs later later